What's up everybody? This week I'm joined by Super Weird's Ben Tynan and Dexter Duran as we talk about one of the best animated movies of all time, The Lion King. That and a whole lot more is to come because maybe cracking up uncontrollably is a great way to interview people. Welcome to the show. Alright everybody, hope everybody is doing well. I am joined for the first time ever more than one person, so this is going to be fun. I'm joined by Ben Tyner. Ben, how are you, brother? Hi, I'm great. <laughs> and Dexter Duran. Dexter, welcome back, man. Hello. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be here talking about probably the best movie that Disney ever made, especially in the 90s, but definitely of all time, in my humble opinion. But before we Indian get to- in a cupboard. Indian in a cupboard. <laughs> Wait, planes. <laughs> I at least kept it 90s. I am going to spoil everything and say I have not seen a Cars, a Cars 2, a Planes, a Trains, or an Automobiles. Uh, but have you seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Uh, probably when I was like five. Okay. <laughs> I remember John Candy as the devil laughing his ass off in a car that's smoking. Uh, J- John Candy is the equivalent of your older brother or sister putting their hand like half an inch towards your face going, I'm not touching you. I'm yes. not touching you. <laughs> But we're going to get into The Lion King before we do, guys. Check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. If you're on YouTube, check out bit.ly slash bmnetwork-youtube. And, of course, if you're foot traffic, this is not where you usually listen to podcasts. Go check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and tune in. That's where we're all located. So, guys, The Lion King. El Rey Leon. El Rey Leon. The Lion King was uh, the first... The Lion King soundtrack was yes. the first CD I ever bought. Or nice. had bought. For. It was the first CD I owned in in my what would become an enormous CD collection, <laughs> which would eventually get stolen because Aww. I kept it all in a Case Logic book, mm. and it was just so portable and it easy was. to take out of <laughs> my entire a, collection. A bedroom. I was on tour, and I the 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 sound guy at the sound booth asked if I had any good music he could play, and I just left my Case Logic book back at the sound booth, and it disappeared, and I never saw it again. Did you ever see the sound guy again? No, it was in Cincin- It was in Cincinnati, <laughs> and so that's the only thing I remember about the town of Cincinnati. Somebody there took all my CDs. If you weren't listening in Cincinnati and you found a Logic CD case of everything, send it back this way. Yeah, it's, it's it, we need it back. It's a black <laughs> uh, hundred count CD, and it was the one where like you could put the sleeves on the backside. Yeah, the CD yeah there was the enough front. room in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you a question? What was your most prized CD in that collection? Oh God! If you could get one back. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's one that I already have long since owned. I, I didn't again. ask what you already own again. Okay. I, what do you want? Back? <laughs> what, what did I immediately start trying to replace? Like, ah, what was the first? Yeah, exactly. What was the first one you got another copy of? Probably Cracked Review, Hootie Blowfish. Oh wow! <laughs> Limp to the barn on that answer, man. That's a, yeah, I mean that that's a, I mean it's a great album. You probably walked to the local like Five and Dime and picked up a copy of that, right? <laughs> probably. <laughs> Found I, one, I, found actually, one in a couch cushion the next day. No, I, I think I just w- stayed at somebody's house like a week later and raided. The, the first thing I did was I went to Walmart and bought like a big spool of blank CDs. Of course, and yeah. just any time I got access to someone's CD collection for the rest of the tour, I would grab the laptop with the CD burner and I would just grab yep. five CDs and make five copies, and I slowly built my collection back of all just burned shit. I thought you was like, I would find a CD and make five copies of that CD. <laughs> and now I have five case logic binders, and they're all hidden in different rooms in my house. I have more copies of Cracked Rear View than you've ever seen. 
<laughs> Booty uh, the Blowfish calls me. Right. <laughs> Never shot up an ashtray here. Uh, no. <laughs> Things about the 90s. So 1994, the album of Cracked Review, but also the album of The Lion King. Yes. The album. The year. The year of The Lion King. <laughs> you edit all those words together to make yeah. sense. That's fine. That's in, fine. In the Chinese New Year, it was the year of The Lion King. It was the year of the hootie. <laughs> Next year was the year of The Blowfish. Of course. Um, but no, this 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 movie this this right uh, that's probably going in at the end. Uh, <laughs> this movie right here right, was um, kind of an outlier, right? And what I say by that is, is going into this movie coming out, everybody thought that Disney was not past it, but they weren't coming back to their best just yet, right? And we'll go into into why here in just a second. But um, for all the stat nerds out there, this was an animated, obviously musical drama comedy. It was the thirty second. Yes. I believe animated. They always the previews or the trailers for it would always say the thirty second fully featured Disney animated collection. What are they, Quentin Tarantino <laughs> boasting about what number film they're well, making? Well, that started a great game for me because I always used to see if I could count the other thirty one without looking anything up. Oh, yeah. Did, and did you not have friends? No, <laughs> no. Did I had anyone like I sit you down you, and ben, go, Dexter? In nineteen ninety four, I had a Lion King soundtrack <laughs> album. <laughs> And a Hootie and the Blowfish album. And they were my friends. I was in second grade. I did not get a CD player until I was in the sixth grade. I was in the sixth grade. Oh wow! So, so like sixth grade, you get your your yeah, music players. You get your apparently. car in in tenth grade, and in sixth grade, you get <laughs> the freedom to listen to music. <laughs> Uh, you guys were lucky, man. My older sister lived in the room next to me, and she would just bless Madonna and whatever like was the the CD of the month. Oh, at what that was time, Madonna doing in '94 like a Vita. Oh, um, uh, Madonna was releasing "My Baby's Got a Secret" Ooh. and "Take a Bow," which is an objectively really good song. <laughs> I don't know how that one goes. Um, is that the strike? I've that... always been in love with you. With the bullfighter in the video. Okay. She was that... sad, man. And so you'll never hear me sing on this one because <laughs> trust me, I. <laughs> you will hear us so, sing so, on all of them. There you go. My, my, my kids are like, Dad, why, why don't you sing? I said, I, 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 You say you can't sing. No, I can sing. It's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> more, more of a weapon than a skill set. I can't set. so much carry a tune like in a bucket as so much as I have to behead the tune and carry it by the hair. I carry it in a super soaker. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm the seventh layer of torture the CIA has to offer. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in, John. But, um, we need to get this information. The razor blades aren't doing anything. <sighs> All right, I'll tune up the pipes. Uh, <laughs> but um, they, they always did animation stuff, right? Obviously, the 32nd, that's what they said, from Snow White all the way along, right? They did live action, though, at some yeah. in, in the 80s and before. You didn't, yeah, before. <sighs> their famous uh, uh, money-losing endeavor, The Black Hole, came out in, what, 83? 83 or 84. They also had like Flight of the Navigator. Yes. Yeah. So, but it was it was never, it was usually only for the Disney Channel was like their live action stuff. How was there, Were they releasing a lot of live action stuff in the We theater? didn't have a Disney Channel in 1994, did we? Yeah, we yeah. did. Uh, I, I had a Disney I Channel growing up like, on a satellite. If you had satellite TV. Like, oh, bougie satellite Dexter yeah. over here. The big satellite dish in your backyard that you uh, could I had like, a friend that had one of those and every time you changed the channel, that yeah. mother moved. Yeah. Yeah. It took you like 20 minutes to dial your way to the Disney His channel. mom came into the house one day. She was mowing the lawn in the backyard, and she said, Ben, pick a channel and f***ing watch it. <laughs> 
He was trying to find the Disney Channel, but she thought he was trying to find scramble porn. Sorry, yeah. I was a Nickelodeon boy. Disney See, Channel I was, was very for late. Kids. I was very late to Nickelodeon. Yeah. Uh, I grew up on the Disney Channel. Didn't find Nickelodeon until I was probably in the third or fourth grade. Nickelodeon no. had edge. Disney was too soft. Yeah, it was, but it was all I knew. I knew there was, you know. Oh, oh, Lion King wasn't out yet, but I remember seeing ads for you it. You had a very yeah. pillowed existence anyway. Yes. Well, the, the easiest Superbook. way to tell the difference between Nickelodeon and Disney is just watch Doug. Oh, you mean uh, you watch the Nickelodeon version yeah. of Doug and then go watch the soft-ass ver- no, no, Disney d- version d- of don't Doug? Don't ever watch the Disney version of Doug. Disney's <laughs> Doug is, is just <laughs> in your face insulting. <laughs> they took everything that made Doug great yeah. and... On it. What made Doug great? Because it wasn't my favorite show on Nickelodeon. Because Doug felt like someone you knew. It was more real. It was more down to earth and realistic. As a, of a cartoon. I guess I wasn't really looking for down to earth and realistic in a cartoon. I was looking for something fantastical. Take me away it, from my existence, oh God! It was, was just on that line of being sort of absurdist and also being relatable. Okay. It, it made daydreaming and music and creativity journaling. Yeah, it Tiny made, Tunes was where I was at in that place. Well, I also yeah. loved Tiny yeah. Tunes. Yeah. But you, you show me Tiny Tunes and show me Doug. I mean, those are just two different tones. True. And but none it, of these are Disney IPs, no. by the way. No. Yeah. But imagine you take Tiny Toons okay. and then um, take everything that was cool about Tiny Toons mm-hmm. and make it as generic and as homogenized as you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And then sack the writing staff and voice talent cast and mm-hmm. bring a whole new set in and make the episodes as awful as you can imagine. That's a cl- about this yeah. close? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, Doug was already a kind of vanilla show, but imagine if instead of uh, vanilla-flavored ice cream, you just had ice-flavored ice cream. That's Disney's <laughs> Doug. That's awful. You need to put something into something. Like, what I had looking forward to with The Lion King was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. What? <laughs> oh, I had such a hard-on for Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> like... I, okay. I, home Improvement was my jam. I thought I, I thought Jonathan Taylor Thomas and I were going to be best friends if we oh. ever met. Like he he was edgy. He had an attitude. He didn't give a what his dad Tim Allen taught thought. See the, f- the first time I saw Jonathan Taylor Thomas was WrestleMania ten. He was oh, like a, yeah. he was like a guest announcer, or timekeeper, he, or something he, like he that. He was just a special guest at ringside, and, for... he, and he looked terrified to be there. <laughs> he, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't like in a cage match all of a sudden. No, he, he rolled up tux and everything. He had a bow tie. Tux. It was so cool, and I'll tell you why he was terrified because that poor little boy who's just on the precipice of hitting puberty is sitting next to Pamela Anderson, <laughs> and is just like. Uh, there's like there's so much testosterone in this ter- in this arena, and I'm sitting next to like the most attractive woman of her day. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Well, here's the other thing too, right? We, you know, you mentioned Thirty Second. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the Thirty First Disney movie was? And uh, I, I haven't uh, written this Aladdin. down. No. Hang you, on, I'm trying to think what came know, out directly before before the Lion King. The Lion King. Ooh. Give me a minute. Hang on. Give me give me one second. My money's still on Aladdin. Uh, was it? Uh, it was animated. Yes. Was it a musical? Kind of. Kind of? Did it have songs in it that yes. were sung by the characters? Yes. Who, what, if I ask that question, it's going to give it away. What was the, what's the anthropomorphic animal that we're following around in it? None. None? It's animated since following around people, and it's the year before, it's 1993? 1993. Rescuers Down Under. Nope. No, that was... That's that. That has animals in it. I'm ah, dumb. It's it, when I was doing my research. This is officially classed the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that 
That does Wait a minute. That doesn't count. Does that count they, as that a Disney? Count. They counted it. Okay. Really? They counted it. All right. So I didn't. I didn't even know it was Disney until I read that. I'm like, what the he- Tim Burton? Disney? That's not. That's not classically animated. That's stop motion. <sighs> that true. That is true. But I, 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 I agree with you that that technically it was. Yeah. Pre- it may have been the movie that pre predecessed. What was the preceded? Preceded. What What was the traditional Disney animated movie before the Aladdin. Lion King? It was Aladdin. It was Aladdin. Yeah. Okay. They came out the same year. I've played this what? game a lot. Okay. I can go back pretty far okay. in chronological yeah, order. I mean, you didn't know uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas because I wasn't. That's not traditional. You animated. lose your Disney badge, <laughs> sir. No, to be, to be fair, to be fair, doing the research when I found that out, I thought, that's that's, that's not lie. right. That's, that can't be true. What's this? But I mean, you got to understand, right? Disney came and they did all the classic ones like Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, blah 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 blah, and then like they all kind of went off the rails after Robin Hood, and then they brought it something like Black Cauldron. Yeah, Robin Hood was in the seventies, I believe. Yeah, right. That was their last big. Yeah, that that made that made, and that's kind of where because the the one I think the one of of the thirty two that we're counting up yeah. to the Lion King that I still to this day have not seen is the Aristocats, and I don't know when it was released. You're not missing much. It's the only one. It's the it's the one I get the merit badge if I watch it, but I just can't bring myself to because I don't care. There's <laughs> there's a there's a lot of uh, the Aristocats that does not age well. A lot of old Disney doesn't age well, no. but yeah, I mean, Aristocats Song of the especially. South. I think uh, hasn't that been banned from Disney Plus completely? Who Song of the South? Oh, I gotta prob- believe so. Probably. So between seventy three and eighty nine, right? All their animated shows were dreadful. All their animated movies were dreadful, right? I mentioned Black Cauldron, but there was a whole lot of stuff that just didn't measure up to the classic stuff. You said up until eighty five, eighty nine, eighty nine. So you're you're including uh, was it either eighty seven or eighty eight's Oliver and Company, starring Billy Joel? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the first. Wait, was did, did Oliver and Company precede Rescuers Down Under? Because both of those are late eighties, along with the Great Mouse Detective. I think eighty eight was um, the Rescuers. Down under, Rescuers yeah. Down Under. I saw that in theaters. Because in eighty nine came out the Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little then, Mermaid is kind of the start yeah. of the resurgence. The Little Mermaid, there. Beauty and the Beast, The Lad in Lion King. Yeah, and then I think Toy Story was the next one. Yeah, but that's Pixar. That's doesn't Pixar. Count. Doesn't count. Even though they tried to market it. The no, after time. Lion King, you have Pocahontas, and yeah. then uh, Hunchback of Her- Notre Dame. Yeah, and then it was Hercules. And then no, and then Mulan, and then Mulan. Hercules. And no, 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 I'm sorry, Hercules, then Mulan, then Tarzan. Tarzan. And, yeah, then, the, and then you're at the year 2000. The, way, the one with the dodgy Phil Collins soundtrack. Yeah, w- no, 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 no. So no. dodgy. The banging <laughs> Phil Collins soundtrack. You want the dodgy Disney Phil Collins soundtrack? You're going to go to the next movie, which is Brother Bear. Oh, which yes. Which also had music by Phil Collins, except he didn't sing it, because Disney was like, dude, two no. movies? No. All right, hang on just one f***ing second. Uh-huh. Were you fact-checking I'm go- me? I'm going through these uh, movies after Robin Hood. After Robin Hood, yes, and right. I'm and I'm what's thinking to myself, date? why aren't these uh, talked about more? So what, what's the year of Robin Hood? Uh, seventy three. Seventy three. Okay. So. so after Robin Hood in seventy seven, we have the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Who really considers that? I guess I feel like that's more of we we stitch together a couple of Winnie the Pooh shorts. Well, yeah. a lot of those original thirty two are stitched together mini shorts. Ah, after but, Winnie the Pooh. We have mm-hmm. the rescuers. The first one, correct. Okay, with the the naked lady in yeah. the window. Yeah, <laughs> the naked lady in the window. That's what I remember. After that, in eighty one, the fox and the hound. 
Why does no one talk about the fox and the hound? Because, I love the fox and the hound. Because everyone is trying to suppress that memory. Because <laughs> it's a very sad movie. A, I, I have post-traumatic stress disorder from that movie. I won't watch it again. I can't do it. I can't put myself through that. Nope. And then we got the Black Cauldron, Great Mouse Detective, and then Oliver and Company, and then we get into uh, the, the renaissance of The Little Mermaid, Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Nightmare Before Christmas, The Lion King. There's something in there that we did not mention. DuckTales, the movie. Treasure Lost uh, Lamp. There we go. But I don't think, I wasn't that released by a different studio? I'm fairly certain that was just like a direct-to-video thing. It wasn't. Have... It wasn't. It, it, had, it had a theatrical release. Oh I saw it. Um, but uh, around the 90s, uh, Disney- Disney like, Movie Tunes is who made it. Yeah. Yeah. They they made two other animated studios because one released DuckTales, Treasure Lost Lamp, and the other one's first, first movie was a goofy movie. Ah. 1995. Yeah, but those aren't counted in the in the like the mainline canon. I think it's because like all of these classic Disney movies are either old fairy tales mm-hmm. or retellings of like other types of stories. Public domain. That's yes. how Disney made their money. Yes, and ironically, <laughs> a lot of those things uh, that Disney now has the rights to should be public domain again because it's we're coming up on yep. that time. Yeah. I mean, Disney we, fighting tooth and nail to keep it. They, 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 they not gonna be able to. De- desperately do not want Mickey Mouse to become public domain. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> so the Lion King started being talked about and 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 the the trailer came out and it was like, hey, we're doing, there's no people in this movie. No. You know, we've just done uh, uh, Aladdin, yep. people, Beauty and the Beast, people, people. Uh, Little Mermaid, People. It was kind of half and half. People and animals. So this was their first back to, like, there are no humans or humanoid creatures. This is purely an animal movie. Like, even the Jungle Book had human characters. And I remember seeing the animation style and going, oh, it's God, it's just a movie about animals. Because, again, Ben knows this. I don't like movies that only feature animals. Or even that feature animals. If it has to do with talking (laughs) animals, Dexter is gone. Even not talking. Benji movies, we'll watch them. Well, see, this is the thing, right? It wasn't supposed to be about lions. What was it supposed, this was supposed to be? To be this, the, it, before it became The Lion King, it was a movie about set in the jungle and a battle between lions and baboons. But lions don't exist in the jungle. I know that. <laughs> so we had to change it to like the Serengeti yeah, or they, the, the they grasslands? Ch- they changed it to they changed it to Savannah, right? They reworked the script and they took elements from uh, Joseph and Moses and Hamlet yeah, I knew, I knew that it was it was very loosely based on Hamlet. Slept them together and then called it a movie. Okay, I mean it's a good movie. Yeah, it's, I, I, like I said, like I said, people got started. I think you got you the, got Jonathan Taylor Thomas, which yep. everybody loved. You had Matthew Broderick, which everybody loved, and right. you had Whoopi Goldberg, you which fa- everybody you loved. Had, you had Ferris Bueller, Fer- yeah, uh, 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 James Earl Jones, which everybody everybody loves. loves James. Earl Who Jones. doesn't love James and Earl Jones? And what kid doesn't want to go see a good Jeremy Irons movie? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Bean. And yeah, uh, Rowan Atkinson. Yes, yeah. he tra- he tried to break into Hollywood, so his big two roles were uh, Zazu and uh, Johnny English. No, the the uh, the husband in Hot Shots Part Two. Oh that yeah, I do not yeah. remember. No, I do remember that he was he was very funny. I was also <laughs> going to say he's the bad guy or like the reverse bad guy in the Scooby Doo movie with yeah. Matthew Lillard and uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, yes. that was that was mid two thousands though. It was like two thousand. Like right at two thousand, if I'm not mistaken. The second one, the first maybe. One. The, the first, fir- the first one, yeah. Who was the bad guy in the first one? Spoiler alert! Uh- <laughs> Spoiler alert! The bad guy in the Scooby Doo movie uh, is uh, Scrappy Doo. That always was the case. Yeah, <laughs> always the case. And everyone hates Scrappy. Yeah. Why are we talking about Scooby Doo? I don't know. Because it's kidding. tangentially related to the Lion King. Yes. Yes. If you haven't seen the Lion King, 
number one, why are you listening? But number two, I mean, it came out a few years in the, in, in the theaters. How like about, have you lived this long without seeing The Lion King? It was it, released in 94. It was in the theater a long time. Yeah. yeah. But, and even like, because I, I remember watching it in the theater, mm-hmm. Lion King 3D, a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah, they yes. released it. Huh. I will say the the Lion King in 1994 was the last Disney movie my parents took me to see as a child cuz after that I was con- I considered myself too grown up to watch Disney movies in the theater. <laughs> the, the, like cuz Pocahontas I didn't care. No. Um but Lion King after Lion King I was like all right I'm I'm 12 I'm 13. I don't need to be watching Disney movies in the theater anymore cuz Disney was was kid stuff yeah. back then, you know. I mean we we were the same way like we watched we watched this it was you know me and my buddies we all watched it and then it's like you know what we're all we're all older. Let's yeah. go watch something older. Yeah. Let's go so, watch something with boobs in so it. So we watched Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah and then a couple, same same year. That that a couple of years later, right? We the whole thing again, you know, we're all grown up. So we went to watch Ace Ventura 2. And it wasn't out in the theaters yet. So we had a choice between two movies, GoldenEye mm-hmm. and The Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, Golden and Eye. GoldenEye was sold out. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. That but, reindeer only flies on Christmas Eve. That's right. Wait, but is, is Miracle on 34th Street, is that is the Santa Claus from that movie? John Hammond, John Hammond from, from Jurassic, Jurassic Park? Park. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not Tim Allen from... Uh, uh, his name is... <laughs> it's one of the Attenboroughs, and I can't remember. Richard David Attenborough. Attenborough. There. No, Rick, David is his brother. Richard no, Attenborough, wait. you're are right. You, are you t- are you telling me that we could have John Hammond narrating nature documentaries, but his brother's doing it? Yeah, that's so cool. Well, he, his brother's also making the nature documentaries too. Oh, really? He's not just narrating them. Oh, really? David Attenborough yeah, is he, a documentarian who makes nature documentaries. I always thought he was just a a, a, no, a no, narrator no. that British people loved. No, and as we can see, over in the hills, the lions are laying down after a night's supper. And like everybody's like, Ooh, that's oh awesome. my god, give that man a bath. <laughs> give him two. <laughs> he got right, but no, he. It's it's kind of weird, right? The crossover between everything, right? Because I mean, like you mentioned, you had uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh, the the cast in this one. Let me jump jump ahead real quick. The cast in this one is unbelievable. And when I say unbelievable, I mean I can't believe they got this many people in a Disney movie that's animated for a start, right? Because all of these names had some kind of value to them very few people had name value and very few people in hollywood was were willing to do business with disney after the robin williams debacle in aladdin yeah oh yeah the marketing debacle yeah where he said he would do it for sag pay but he didn't want his character used for marketing or at least the genie's character couldn't take up more than 25 percent of marketing yeah uh, so like a movie poster the genie couldn't be more than 25% of that poster. And, of course, the teaser poster was all the genie. All genie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's Rob what... Williams was like, no, 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 no thank you. No. Well, that no. also spun because Disney didn't want him promoting Fern Gully, which was coming out the same year as Aladdin. Mm-hmm. No. And he's just like, you know, it's my voice, guys, right? Yeah. I can do whatever I want with it. <laughs> Plus, Disney was, I mean, they were they were, they were, they were trying to be like, we're, look, we're really broke and we can't, like, and he's like, Could yeah. you please do it for SAG Pay. And all he was right. like, all right, all right, but here's the deal. Like, I'm giving you my talent. You can't, like, use my name to, like, make all this money. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. That and probably that did. probably explains the, um, the opening scene for Mrs. Doubtfire. Why he so goes into the producers mm-hmm. and the writers who were in the, mm-hmm. in the room, just going yeah. off on them like he did. But um, I can imagine that Robin Williams, even even with his amazing level of professionalism, was probably very hard to wrangle in a studio. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You give you give Robin Williams a mic, 
You give Robin Williams a breath. Yeah, and yeah. he's just going to go for it. Yeah. I mean, I know it's, I know Bill Murray used to do, um, do ad lib all the time, but I'm pretty sure 90% of Robin Williams' lines in most of the movies that he did. I would take Robin Williams' monologue over a Bill Murray monologue. True. Any day of the week. Any yeah. day of the week. Love Bill Murray, but I feel like it would be very like Norm MacDonald, just like <laughs> dry and no one would get it. Robin Williams was one of those characters that just couldn't turn it off. No. Yeah. He was on all the time. You know who's not in this movie, though? Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. I'm Bill Murray. But yeah. I would say this movie is absolutely riding off the, the the coattails of Robin Williams making Aladdin what it was. Yeah. The, the goodwill of a movie that had come out the previous year. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, I oh, mean, this is what they did last year. What are they going to be able to do this year? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Aladdin was f***ing amazing. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. I mean, I remember going to the theater. And I remember my dad leaning over and going, hey, Aladdin. And I go, yeah. He goes, that's Mork from Mork and Mindy. <laughs> and my, my little brain went. <laughs> and like. I, I, from that moment on, like I wanted to go and rent every Robin Williams movie I could find. I remember there being some I was not allowed to rent. <laughs> um, <laughs> sit down, Dexter. We're gonna watch Good Morning Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, the Fisher King. <laughs> hey, the Fisher King plays to children. <laughs> it's it, a little intense, but it plays to children. Yeah, and uh, Terry Gilliam movies play to children. And that movie, all of them. The movie Toys. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Like he's he's a thing. Any movie is a children's movie if the kid can watch TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, how are we going to beat Robin Williams? We're going to bring in Elton John. Yep. We're going to bring in Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Matthew Broderick, Whoopi Goldberg, Cheech Marin. Who was the third hyena? Uh, Jim Cummins. Jim, Jim Cummins. Cummins. The, uh, uh, a Disney staple. Fucking voice actor extraordinaire. You need a dog in your movie? Fuck. Get us Jim Cummings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had, he had already made a name for himself as, uh, as Pete. And yes, uh, the second Tigger. Um, <laughs> lots of things. Second Pooh, too. Second um, Pooh, yeah. Also, we had... It's the name of my band, Second Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just call 11 o'clock. They did, ha- they did have something for the grown-ups, though. They had uh, James Earl Jones and Madge Sinclair as a husband and wife. Ah, uh, yes, I remember my mom. <laughs> yeah, from coming to America. Talking about yeah. how, how she couldn't wait to see more <laughs> movies with Madge Sinclair in it. But Coming to America was such a great Eddie Murphy movie. Yeah. Right. And you have James Earl Jones and Madge Sinclair like, as the quintessential African royal couple. Yep. And so pulling that into a Disney movie. It kind of you, you kind of great. You you immediately associated with it because yeah. you knew because you're like the, you this were, is as it should be. <laughs> Wait, I, right, I was whether it's right or wrong when this movie that. came out. I didn't know that. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I also had Nathan Lane. Who uh, theater yes. fans? Oh, uh, know who he is? Timon. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Mario, somebody star from, of the Birdcage. Ernie, Sab- Ernie er- Sabella. Not Mario. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was Dom DeLuise, but that's just because I think all fat guys are Dom DeLuise. <laughs> it was John Candy. <laughs> I'll bet they asked John Candy to be the voice of Pumbaa. I'm somewhere. There's a John Candy almost getting tapped to play a Disney character somewhere. Yeah. Got to be. Just if you're out there and you know the answer to that question, let us know. He was the voice of Wilbur in Rescuers Down Under. There it is. There it is. Yep. The Rescuers. So don't Down Under. Yeah, no, don't no send us cares. email. We know. We have- I know. <laughs> These two don't, apparently. <laughs> I don't need Google. I need a Ben Tynan. Just fo- like follow a- you around and go, how do you not know that? <laughs> he's, like a, he's like a Pokedex <laughs> for like a very coy... Just he yells at you what the real answers are about movies while know? making you feel stupid. Can we just talk for a second? I keep seeing this uh, name 
down here uh, on the voice of adult Simba singing voice. Um, Joseph Williams, son of composer John Williams, lead singer of the band Toto? Yeah. Holy crap, man. That's news to me. Wait, you're talking about Simba's adult singing voice? Yeah, that wasn't, that that wasn't Toto. No. I know that the, the the child singing voice wasn't JTT. It was... Um, what? No, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, it was a young African-American guy that actually... I can't remember what he went on to do. He was a singer, though. Yeah. It, J- Jason Weaver, he did a lot of... Um, uh, if my memory... I didn't... You know, I didn't write it down, which I probably should have. Uh, <laughs> he, d- he did a lot of... I think he did a lot of Broadway. Okay. Um, and yeah... Uh, Joseph Williams, lead singer of Toto. I guess he stayed in Africa. Uh, I Steve Jer- Perry was the lead. No, that's that's Journey. Sorry, yes, I get my Journey and Toto confused. And for the, and for a fleeting moment, you said Steve Perry. I was thinking Steve Tyler. So you know, <laughs> I get my. And I was thinking Joe Perry. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, we got Elton John. There we go. But that that, that was Elton John's. This is Elton John's comeback. I don't know if Elton John ever really went down. He, I mean, it definitely exposed him to the new audience. His stock Everyone, very much plummeted. Our our parents, that generation, already were sold on Elton John. Yeah. And so this was Elton John selling himself to our, he, our he generation. He became cool again yeah. for a brief period of time, even though he looked like a show somebody's aunt. Uh, <laughs> Dexter and I went to go see Elton John a few years ago. Yes, at the Bojo Civic and Center. And we were very excited, and we were looking forward to uh, seeing one of our, our, our favorite all-time songwriters and performers. Yeah, I was waiting to hear, like, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's and Tiny Dancer. And they propped this fat old lady down <laughs> in this f***ing piano, and she's singing four octaves below the original song. Yeah, yeah. like, when, when he got to the chorus of Tiny Dancer, oh, he didn't even try. Yeah, he when he did the... But he, the, knew, he knew everybody in the audience would take it over for him. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, whenever he gets to the ahs and Yellow Brick Road, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, he just like, Oh, no, grow! <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all know that... Tiny- oh, no, <laughs> We all know that... <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend of mine, him and his dad went to uh to an Elton John gig in my hometown and it was just him and a piano. And mm-hmm. everybody it was around about the time that um Candle in the Wind had come come out in the UK after the Diana uh, version? Yeah, yeah the Diana oh, version. Candle ninety four Ca- as it's called. Nineteen ninety four. We got the Lion King. We got Princess Diana's death. No, that was ninety seven. Was it? Yes, I rem- I will remember Princess. Oh, Diana- you're right. I will remember Princess Diana's death to my dying day. I'm sorry for one reason. Candle ninety seven. One reason and one reason only. You what? I was a paper boy, okay. and she died on a Saturday night. Okay. Oh, Sunday delivery no. was a hard enough job in the first place, but every newspaper was like three inches thick with all the tributes. Oh, so not hey, only son, that, you got those and- inserts like super late too, yeah. right? Oh. So like having having to carry that having to carry that shit up the mountain because my route was on top of a hill, yeah. Just, so I will always remember that to my dying breath. I think the point we take from this is that uh, the Lion King had nothing to do with Princess Di's death. No, no. That was a good three years later. Yes. Although Elton John was just like, "Come on, hurry up! I'm going to release this candle ninety something. <laughs> yeah. Somebody hurry Somebody up and die. die. Somebody die and just wait to get tapped. And he's a princess. Die. Yeah, I'll take it. I- I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he went <laughs> all- goodbye, England's rose. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he went all crusty the clown on it too, though. It's like, uh, you know, is all this money going to Diana's charity? Well, you know, we got to pay the agents, the producers, those limos ain't back in three, <laughs> and then whatever's left over, we'll probably give to the charity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sending our love all the way down. All the way down. 
So I, I, get, I went to the cheapest website I could find to get a good plot, and then when I couldn't find one, I half wrote one my own. So this might be missing something. I apologize. We will correct you, sir. Yep. You will correct me. All right. So we're in the pride of Afri- pride lands of Africa. Pride of lions rule over the animal kingdom from Pride Rock. That's uh, that's three times you've used the word pride. I know. It was uh, It's almost like there's a lion term or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so the pride lands. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that just the lands where prides of lions live? I'm guessing so. Okay. Because land can't feel no. an emotion. No. <laughs> it's a pride of land over there. Pride of land. Um, Tract of lands. <laughs> what <are> curtains? <laughs> We're not gonna. Uh, you you have opened a dangerous door by by attempting to read a plot mm-hmm. because we are gonna stop you <laughs> halfway through every sentence. Well, second sentence: King Mufasa and Queen Sabiri's newborn lion. Sarabi. 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 I'm. I am. says it. I am blind, man. <laughs> I think that says newborn son. Okay, newborn son Simba is presented to the gathering of animals by Rafiki the Mandrill. Mandrill. Yeah, it's a type of monkey. I'm just glad I said that right. The kingdom's shaman and advisor. Who was so, he advising? Is like the chaplain or something? <laughs> well, uh, a shaman, you know, is, is a medicine man. Yes. Um, that would know things with stuff. Yeah, and, and then an advisor would simply be someone that's like, hey, man, you probably shouldn't do that. So, so, he's, so he's a medical advisor. So he's, he's a, a continuity advisor? I don't sure. know. So uh, going back to The Simpsons, he's his uh, manager, agent, drug dealer, keep her aware of? Yes. <laughs> Dude, if anybody knew how to get drugs in the Pride Lands, it was Rafiki. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He already had them all. He's just cracking open like weird fruits and Yeah, I mean, you saw, that, you saw that trip that Simba took where he saw his dad in the clouds. Like, that's, that's, that's psilocybin or something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, Mufasa's younger brother, Scar... Covets the throne and is angered by the birth of the new prince. This is the subject of an argument with first Mufasa's major, major domo, the home. I don't. All right. Well, in the movie, it's his major dodo. Major because dodo. he is a dodo. Bird. Yes. Actually, he's thinking he's a toucan. But the joke was that he was a major dodo. Yes. Okay, that's what it happened. The major domo, right. I think, is the actual term. Yes. Of the hornbull Zazu, then Mufasa himself. Basically, put at the very, very beginning of the movie, Scar and Mufasa argue over the birth of the king. Right, after we get the cool establishing shot of the king being, or the new king being birthed. That right there is probably the greatest animation sequence of all time up to that point. That was the trailer for the movie. Yeah, the trailer was just the intro. They didn't release a second trailer, another teaser, it's just like, this is what you f***ing get. They didn't need to. All movies should do that. The trailer for your movie should be the first two minutes of your movie. everything up to the title card. Right. Oh, then again, though, the movie Quick Change... It's just Bill Murray walking down the street dressed as a clown, with Luck Be a Lady Tonight going behind it. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. You have Quick to, Change? You have to watch that movie. It's got Bill Murray, Crazy Dennis Quaid, Crazy Randy Quaid, and Gina Davis. Oh, God. It's very, very quick plot. They try to rob a bank in a comedic way, and every time all their escapes go wrong. Okay. It's is got th- Phil Hartman in it. Okay, I was about to say, like, <laughs> this movie is obviously old because- 1990. It- okay. Yeah. Oh, it's got Phil Hartman in it. I'll watch it. Yes. He's only in it for one scene, but he's, again, he steals that scene. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. And it's got um, that 70s dad in it. Uh, Kurtwood yes. Smith? Yes. Kurtwood something? Kurtwood Smith. Yeah. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. He's not threatening to put feet, feet up asses this time. So. I'm sorry. He's he's the bitches leave guy in RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> he's also he's also done his bit in Star Trek as well. Yeah, yep. he was the Klingon ambassador mm-hmm. in Star Trek Five. 
he was also like a Cardassian in like Star Trek Deep Space Nine or Voyager or something. Really? Like that. Yeah. I, I I don't have something to, to <laughs> top that. I'm, I can I can picture him as a Cardassian. But really yeah, Mufasa, you know, he was all like, "Sarabi and I missed you at the ceremony today." Oh, that was today. I feel simply awful. And he scratches his claws down yeah. the cave. And Zazie's like, Grr! right? He's like, yeah. If I'd known, I missed I'd it. Practiced my curtsy. <laughs> Don't turn your back on me, Scar. Oh no, brother. Perhaps it is you who shouldn't turn your back on me. Is that a challenge? Uh, <laughs> eventually, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting real Cain and Abel vibes from these two. <laughs> Oh, yeah, two brothers that hate each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Abel didn't hate Cain. I don't think, and I don't think that Mufasa hates Scar. No, but Scar. But the other way around. Mufasa. The other way around. Uh, uh, Scar hates everything that Mufasa is, which is apparently successful. Well, you know, Scar's Scar. I would assume came from Mufasa. It's never addressed in the movie, but I would assume yeah. that that Mufasa is the alpha. Yep. Because at one point when they were younger, they fought for it, and Mufasa won, giving Scar his scar. And then they just started calling him Scar from yeah. that moment on. No, so he is, he's the beta. Yeah. He is the beta. I mean, he's 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 all gangly looking, you know? I mean, yeah. he's not, he's he's getting the scraps yeah. from Mufasa's table. Which is some bullshit. I mean, why? So, a few years later, Mufasa shows a young Simba the Pride Lands and explains to him the responsibility of kingship and the circle of life. Circle of life! Sorry. <laughs> Which connects and, all living things. Of course, if the Lion King is awesome, it connects all living things great. If the Lion King is a d- then yeah. we got a problem. Everything <laughs> you see, everything the light touches is our kingdom. Everything what? the light touches? But what about what that, about that, that shadowy place over there? That's mm. Holton. Uh, oh. <laughs> and you must never go there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where the wildlife museum is. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh Meanwhile, Scar, the brother who's been bullied his whole life and being called to Scar because he lost a fight when he was a kid, uh, plots to eliminate Mufasa and Simba. probably Jeff. <laughs> this is Mufasa and Jeff. And Jeff. <laughs> it's like that man in black scene, isn't it? Who's this? And Bob. And Bob. <laughs> um, anyway, Mufasa and Simba, so he wants to eliminate Mufasa and Simba so that he can become the Lion King. He tricks Simba and Nala, who... At some point, they're going to be, you know, married because arranged marriages. Betrothed, affianced. One day, you two are going to be married. Ah, can't <laughs> marry her. She's my friend. Uh, yeah, it would be too weird. Oh, <laughs> we, we've seen this movie a lot. Yes, and also I think we quoted this line in one of our podcast episodes like weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get the introduction of the hyenas at that point, I think. Yes, the hyenas, who uh yeah, well, awesome. One day, uh, Simba and Nala decide to go away. To the elephant graveyard. To the elephant graveyard. Yeah. Right. And then that's that's fine, they can go, as long can as Zazu goes with you. I want to I wanna talk about that cleaning scene, because it was brought up uh, on Twitter a couple weeks ago. They actually, like, followed the frame. Like mm-hmm. So Simba's here, his mom grabs him by the head with her mouth. Yeah, and as pulls, cats are doing. Yeah, that's how lions carry one another, because they don't have thumbs, because they're stupid. And they pick. she picks up Simba by the head and drags him over to uh, her so that he can be groomed and cleaned. Yeah, And get someone kind of like... Dirt off you. Like, did the physics of it, because it's like, okay, she's sitting right here, mm-hmm. and she's established in the opening shot. Simba walks in and is standing right here, Mm-hmm. And then her head comes from like 
like her neck must be eight and a half feet long. <laughs> she's like a giraffe line. Yeah. <laughs> she's got like super stretchy Mr. Fantastic powers that are never addressed. It's just something I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. Well, they this have movie's it, a little silly sometimes. They have Inspector Gadget on the cast, so maybe he, you know, helped install oh, something to that. Oh, okay. I, mean, you know. uh, I get it. You <laughs> could cheat the camera a lot more easily with animation. Yes. Right. Or or what you could do is you could spend um three hundred million dollars filming actual lions and then superimposing their mouths moving and then recreate the Lion King to a chorus of meh. It got meh? I hear worse than that. I haven't seen it. I have no desire to see it because why do I want to watch a live action Lion King? When the animation version is a thousand times better anyway. How many of the live action Disney remakes has everyone seen? I have seen Aladdin and that's it. Okay. I have seen, uh, I thought of it on the way over here. Beauty and the Beast. Nope. wasn't Beauty and the Beast. It was crap. I'm going to forget it. And what else su- did they do besides those three? They did Aladdin. They did Beauty and the Beast. They did, did the they do Lion King. They did. No, they're doing Mulan the Mulan recently. They did one, and I, it's the only Jungle Book. Ah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the Jungle Book. Yeah. And it was okay. Mm-hmm. Same director, John Favreau. He is very competent in his filmmaking. Mm-hmm. He's made some really good ones. He's made some okay ones, and he's made Cowboys and Aliens. But when you Jungle when, Book's not one of my favorite Disney movies. But when you're doing when you do when you're remaking like classic movies that are absolutely off the charts and fantastic and amazing, mm-hmm. you need to be a little more better than competent. It wasn't that uh that it wasn't competent. It was that you've stripped down any personality that the yeah. movie had. Because in live action you it it's it's hard to anthropomorphize things in live action. It's also yeah. hard to to let me know with a facial expression on a real lion yeah. what emotion he's supposed to be feel- yeah, feeling. Yeah, because you you have to draw the line to where like to how much you're going to animate this live action animal's face because there is a certain point where it's just not going to be believable. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, "Well, this is our this is our line. We can't cross this line, but you're also limiting the emotional response that you can animate into someone's face." We all know that live action animal talking movies peaked with one movie, Babe Pig in the City. Okay. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to animate pigs. Though. Well, they had already done the the the, uh, the Jungle Book live action in the nineties, but that didn't have talking animals in it. No, it didn't. No, it was yeah, it was more dedicated it, to the book. Well, the newer one was called Mowgli, wasn't it? I think I, so. I, 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 I want to say it that. wasn't called the Jungle Book; it was called Mowgli. That was the Netflix series, if I'm not mistaken, right? It's, it's possible. I don't know. I'll get I have no idea. <laughs> um, I will tell you this: mm-hmm. the uh, Jungle Book that you're talking about, the live action one from the nineties, yes. starred Jason Scott Lee. You know who that is? The guy who played, played Bruce Lee in Bru- a, a dragon story or something. What is it called? Dragons? Into the Dragon? No, it's not Into the Dragon. It's the Bru- Bruce Lee biopic yeah. from the early 90s starring Jason Scott Lee in a dragon, a, Blu- a Bruce Lee story. That's yes. what it's called. Uh, okay, so so they're all headed to the, the graveyard, but they've got to get rid of Zazu first. So yeah. they do it in the only way you can in a Disney movie, through song. Through yeah. a Big number. musical number. That's the only way you could do it. Just can't wait to be king. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic song for it what is. it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be a mighty king, so enemies beware. Well, I've never seen a king of you beast may with... You be right. Quite. Yeah. Oh. It's very, it's very Billy Joel. I may Joel. be crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just might be the dodo bird <laughs> you're looking for. <laughs> 
Um, they get to the elephant graveyard. Yeah. Have you ever uh, heard? There's a video of the actor Ben Mendelsohn. Okay. It, do you know who Ben? Did you see Rogue One? Yes. yes. He's the bad. He's the bad guy with the lisp and the English accent. Ben Mendelsohn has a video where he is on a radio station, just like spoken word, reading the lyrics to "I Just Can't Wait to Be King." It's the most horrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Because he he he's got this real low English voice and a little bit of a lisp. I'm gonna be a mighty king. Enemies beware. So they get to the elephant's graveyard and they meet the stars of the movie, the stars, uh, the, the trio, stars, the, stri- mm-hmm. the the the, 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 the triforce of talent. Right? They steal the movie. It's the hyenas. The hyenas. Yeah. The hyenas. Whoopi Goldberg, Cheech Marin, and Jim Cummings. Yes, and they do. They make some puns, mm-hmm. and they make some threatening language. Ed laughs a lot. It laughs a lot. Yeah, because there's a there's a there's a conni- there's a conniving uh, hyena, which yes. is Whoopi Goldberg. There's like a stoner hyena <laughs> played by Cheech Marin. And I would there's say a- he's the laissez-faire hyena. I wouldn't sure. call him a stoner. He's the cavalier. Sure. Diana. And then there's the stupid hyena yes. that only laughs. Because you had to have <laughs> you had to have somebody smart, somebody laid back, and somebody absolutely stupid in yeah. a Disney movie as the villains. See right. way you could do it, you know. And they go to attack the kids, and they say, "Give me your roar!" And then all of a sudden, Mufasa's roar comes out, and he absolutely wipes the floor with them. Right, <laughs> because he's Mufasa. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much about hyenas in the wild. They're I terrifying. Feel like, I feel like three of them could probably take down a lion. Oh, we will get to that. Ah. <laughs> we will okay. get to that. I would. I would not want to face one hyena, even if I had a gun. No. They're terrifying. And I was going to talk about how in the remake, uh, you know who originally wanted the role of the three hyenas? The New Day. Really? Yeah. The the, the professional wrestlers, who? 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 Professional wrestlers, The New Day. That would be Big E, uh, Xavier Woods, and Kofi Kingston. They're uh, three wrestlers, and they're already cartoon characters that are hilarious. They would have been great hyenas, but I don't even know who they got to be the hyenas in the remake, because again, haven't seen it. I don't care to. Uh, no, I have <laughs> forgotten where we were. We, we were, we were, we were the hyenas were getting the shit kicked out of them by Mufasa. Uh, Zazu, oh, yeah. take Nala home. Yeah. I need to teach my son a lesson. And so then, he scares the living shit out the, out the kid. Yeah. And then fine. Yells at him. But he, he also teaches him about like, I the stars. You, no, 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 no. I need to take, take, take a moment okay. because I related to this scene a little bit too much, oh. which I will elaborate. So, Mufasa is basically telling Simba, like, I, I'm not mad. Like, I'm I'm legitimately fearful for my son because I thought for certain that you were dead. I thought I lost my son. And, like, you know, that's supposed to be a heartfelt moment. Yeah. Dad's not mad. He's scared because yeah. he thought his son was dead. Mm-hmm. I may or may not have done the same thing to my mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they look up at the sky, and we Simba learns about the great kings of the past. Yes, the awesome kings of the past. Yeah, those stars are kings. When I die, I will join them. Like, you know what's really great to talk to your dad about? Death. Death. I love talking to my dad about when he's not going to be there anymore. Because because most of my days when I talk to my son, I put my arm around him and say, "Son, one day I'm going to die." Uh, yes, <laughs> I can't wait for that to be the first thing I say to my child. Uh, so by this point. I would say that uh, after Mufasa deliberately ruins his son's night by saying, uh, you know, you scared me. Like, nobody likes to scare their parents. We cut to 
Scar, and he's scalding his hyenas, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, he's chewing them out. He um, he. Let me see. That's the song that we get the be prepared. Yes, which is the the most fashy fucking song <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. There's actual goose stepping. Yeah, except it's man, hyena stepping. <laughs> <laughs> There's hyena stepping. Yeah. So they have to show that he's bad by using literal Nazis. Yeah, exactly. But, well, because animal, it, we're, we're, we're anthropomorphizing, anthropomorphizing here. You yes. know, we can't, animals aren't evil. Uh, animals don't give a shit. They're just doing what they do. But we have to take a lion and make him evil. And how do we do that? By doing something unnatural, like singing. And Nazis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to give you like three verses. Dexter, animals are a lot like people. Some of them are mean because they've had hard lives or have had things taken from them. But mm-hmm. a lot like people, Dexter, some animals are just jerks. Yeah. Yes. But that doesn't make them evil. Thank you, Stampy. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> Thank that you, is. Stampy. We're getting into a philosophical discussion here. But uh, he uses the be prepared. Great song. He uses the Boy Scout motto. He uses the Boy Scout motto <laughs> to determine whether or not his brother should die. Also very fashy. <laughs> ah, yes. Okay. You know, they recently uh, allowed girls to join the Boy Scouts, right? Can I join the the cookie one? Which one's yeah, the cookie one? The Girl Scouts. The Girl Scouts. I'll join the Girl Scouts if no. I can. Get, no. Uh, so you're just going to do like three card Monty on the outside of like a... <laughs> uh, uh, Grocery stores instead of selling cookies? Yo, I'm about to sit down this afternoon and come up with 150 middle-aged merit badge ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Tied my shoe. As long as one of them is called Pikachu. (laughs) Pikachu merit badge? Yes. So where you shock an old person. (laughs) It's when you try and change out a two-prong to a three-prong and shock yourself. Like, oh, you just earned your Pikachu middle-aged merit badge. (laughs) Uh, this is like when you have to cut the ground off of your extension cable because your outlets don't have the third bra. I just change out my outlets. Nope. It's too much work, especially when you're renting a house. I don't change out. Just buy those little gray things. What? The converters. Oh, the converters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My house is full of Adapters, them. that yes. thing. Uh, there's, okay. a lot, there's a lot of those adapters in this house. Yeah. I imagine it was really hard for you, John, because you had to find like the European adapters <laughs> to American adapters back to European adapters. I, I, found that the hard, I found that the hard way because one one drunken night I thought, I'm going to play my guitar tonight. So I plugged in my uh, Wait, do European guitars have different... <laughs> no, the, no the, the pedal boards do. Okay. So I've got the pedal board. I'm looking at... It's quarter inch. Oh, I can just you, put this in You there, play the guitar on the other side of the neck. <laughs> So I plugged it in, and then the first thing I thought is, oh, what's that smell? <laughs> and then the thing never worked again. So Aww. sad. Uh, so yeah, be prepared. Be prepared. So after they were prepared, Scar decides to set a trap. He decides to get Simba out there and practice your roar. Practice your roar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's lured him into this gorge yeah. uh, in the middle of nowhere, but they live in the middle of nowhere, so, so it's probably somewhere to them. It's, it's probably like the next neighborhood or something. Right. Yeah. It's the next pride over. Yeah. They're all aware of the gorge because, you know, Scar runs up to Mufasa and he's like, Stampede in the gorge. Simba's down there. I mean, that, that was, uh, yeah. that was that, six that, words, that's and active. Mufasa knew exactly where to go and what to do. Where to go and what to do. Simba, Stampede, gorge, plastics. <laughs> Dinner. Timmy being down well. Um, Succession. Uh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. I'm just reading out my plan, but I was supposed to stop at a certain point, and I didn't. Said the loud Dexter, part, you're quiet, saying, quiet the, part yeah, <laughs> saying the quiet part loud again. Daddy told me those were inside words. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Mufasa goes down there, right? Tries his fastest. And all these. No, no, no hold on. What, what's the threat of being in a gorge? 
a stampede. There's a stampede. We've said stampede a like stampede four times. A stampede of what? Oh, uh, pigeons? Wild, wildebeests. Wildebeests. John, what's a wildebeest? It's like a- African- You live on that side of the ocean. You know, it's right? It's like an African <laughs> demon. <laughs> we don't have that here. It's a wildebeest. It's like an African deer. An I was going to say it's, deer. it's closer to like uh, a really skinny buffalo. Like, it's like half deer, half bulldozer. You know where buffalo wings come from? Yeah. Wildebeest. Wildebeest? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to buffalo wildebeests. Yeah. Buffalo wildebeest. That's what the W stands for, right? <laughs> buffalo wild wildebeest. wildebeests. B-dubs. B-dubs. Buffalo, buffalo wildebeest, wildebeest wings. wings. Hey. <laughs> Let's go to Stampede in the Gorge. <laughs> the one thing I love about the Stampede scene is the camera work was perfect because I guess all the cameramen knew exactly which angles to capture the upcoming mood. I mean, um, accident that is yes, about to happen. Definitely. Uh, yeah, and well, that was is... also a very cinema, uh, cinematographically, cinematography, cinematographically. What's the adverb? I need the adverb. Cinematic. Yeah, it's just cinematic. From a cinematic standpoint, there's not one word that means that. From a <laughs> you could just say from a st- cinematography standpoint. From a cinematography standpoint, uh, they did a lot. That was like one of the first times that motion tracking was a big deal because they yeah. actually went through like this whole like 3D processing program yep. to like chart the course of the random wildebeests uh, running into the gorge. Yep. Uh, which was very so like I mean it still to this day holds up I think it's just a very visually cool sequence definitely I they mean, started that motion tracking animation with the rescuers down under I don't did know, they the opening shot of the rescuers down under starts at a blade of grass and a bug kind of like comes on the top of it and flies off and then the camera just zooms oh, in yeah. through the Towards Ayers Rock yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this t- this se- this sequence took six months to like plot out and animate by what? itself. Yeah. I'm sorry, say that one more time. It took six months. It took six months for that one scene? For that one scene. Okay. Now, usually these American anime- Pie 2 was filmed in five weeks. And you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> There's no will to be stampede in American Pie 2. No, no. but uh, Sean William Scott and uh, Jason... Jason Biggs almost Biggs. give each other a <laughs> No, they make out with one another. And that alone was that, four of the five weeks. I, I think they, I, if you watch the outtakes of that scene, it's like it takes yeah. them so long to film it because they can't they, stop laughing. Working, yeah, they think they, it's they just keep going blockbuster, blockbuster, <laughs> blockbuster, summer blockbuster, summer they blockbuster. Okay, let's do it. It's like, hey, uh, their agent would come in and like show them a picture of the check that they're getting for the sequel to the biggest comedy uh-huh. of the summer. Like, yeah. It wasn't Will Ferrell. Now you kissed that man on the mouth. <laughs> it wasn't Will Ferrell and Sasha Bar- Baron Cohen going for it on the uh, set of Talladega Nights. Oh God, that, yeah, that was ad libbed, and they went for it. <laughs> I, I commend them both for just at the same time going. You know, it would be hilariously uncomfortable if we just started hardcore making out. <laughs> and because it's those two, hey Dexter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when when Mufasa and Scar were hardcore making out. <laughs> And Elton John is standing behind a bush, watching, <laughs> scribbling furiously on a notepad. There's a stampede of wildebeest in this gorge, by the way. So Simba is saved at this point by Mufasa. Right. And then he's trapped. Mm-hmm. He gets knocked down a couple times and tries to climb up the He uh, tries to climb up the, 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 mountain. the peak, yeah. and, and Scar grabs him by clawing into his hands and holds him there. And he looks in his eyes and he says, long live the king. And then flings him out, and you get this killer shot yeah. of like Mufasa falling to his death uh, into the the mass of wildebeest stampeding. And it hard cuts to like a hard zoom in on Simba's face as he's watching his dad get run over. And I always thought it was really weird. How did Scar know the tagline to uh, 2019's Godzilla King of Monsters? <laughs> 
I think there's a lot of disbelief we have to suspend for, for Disney. Yeah. How are these lions talking? How do these lions know in the future, man? Why hey. does one sound like Whoopi Goldberg? And if they did know the future, why didn't Mufasa go down there knowing he was going to die? Right? Yeah. I would like, I would watch a time traveling Mufasa, king. hyenas in the Pride Lands. Um, eighty-eight it, miles per hour. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mufasa, we gotta save your kids, Mufasa. There's eighty-eight wildebeest. We gotta get them. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. See, even in the this is the thing, right? But all back ni- to the gorge. <laughs> <laughs> all nineties movies, they had a one-liner, right? They had one one-liner when mm-hmm. something cool or action-based was happening. Even in a kids movie, Long Live the King, Bang, Dead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they should have put that on the poster. And because and just like a screenshot of a lion falling <laughs> into a gorge. Yeah. So so the, the the stampede finally clears out, and then you have the saddest scene in the movie, which is Simba just walking up to Mufasa's dead body and trying to like snuggle it, and you want to kill yourself. Yep. Uh, and then of course Scar shows up and is like, "Look what you did, you little jerk." <laughs> Kevin McAllister's uncle? Yeah. <laughs> uncle Frank? Uh, I mean, that's like... That's how Simba looks around and sees there's milk everywhere and there's pizza everywhere, and he's going to go sleep in the third floor with the uh, little cousin who pees himself. Hey, get out of here, you little pervert, or I'm going to slap you silly! You're getting into sequels. I have a question. Yeah. Yes. I, want a, I want a top tier of uh, sad animal deaths in kids' movies, all right? I'm not making that list with you. I'm going to make the list right now. I'm going to say five right here on this moment. Okay, okay. so number five is uh, Mufasa, just because we're talking about it now. So it only gets worse. Is what yeah, you're it's going to get worse. Uh, number four is... Um, oh, God, help me out. It's, uh, is it Disney? It, no, it's not a Disney movie. It's uh, Never Ending Story. Oh, uh, I, I, uh, Atreyu. Yeah, Atreyu was the boy. It's the, the horse. The horse's name, whose name I can't remember. Not Falcor, that's the dog. The, the horse that just got sad and couldn't get out of the mud. Excuse me. Oh, God. Artax? Um, Stand by. Uh, what? You're close. Fairfax? Artax. 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 Yeah, yeah. Hal- yeah Halifax. Fairfax? <laughs> Carfax? Halliburton? <laughs> uh, number, uh, number three is uh, the classic Bambi's mom dying. I yeah. feel like that uh, yeah. is, is always going to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is uh, uh, the death of Optimus Prime. Uh, you had that, to bring that one up. Yes, he's not an animal, but I, it still hurt. Yeah, um, <laughs> never saw it, never cared. You need to watch the original Transformers cartoon movie. It is fucking amazing. Yes, um, it, it's not as overtly a toy ad as the show is. Okay, it actually has a plot. Okay. And Leonard Nimoy is the bad guy. Yes, Leonard Nimoy as Unicron. It's okay. not no, awesome. He, no, that's Orson Welles. He Orson is Galvatron. Galvatron. Um, okay. And then. Number one, saddest animal death in a kid's movie, Auntie from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah. Want to know why? Because they befriended it, mm-hmm. it became their pet, mm-hmm. and it died saving their lives from a huge stop-motion scorpion. Yeah, yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to like pull you off track. I just had to say all those things out loud. <laughs> My therapist to. says <laughs> I, if I if I don't say top five lists of things, I'll uh, I'll die. You must have the same therapist as John Cusack. I do. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Sad dad dies, and Scar, being the absolute idiot that he is, doesn't decide. You know what? I just killed your dad. I'm not gonna ra- I'm not gonna rip you apart with my bare claws. Yeah, that that would have been the. 
You're right. That would have solved the problem. If it's like, hey Simba, I know you're sad, but let me just put my teeth around your head and neck snap. All right, cool. Problem now. End of movie. Roll credits. Yes. Run away. But no. Run away and never return. And then, as soon as he's out of camera shot, kill him. Just yep. you know. Yeah, and then they f- move. Yep. Uh, and yeah, and then he. Yeah, if you ever come back, we'll kill you. No, uh, you're supposed to kill him. Like, don't leave him alone. Kill him. I, I, I think my favorite line in the entire movie is uh, said in this scene by Whoopi Goldberg, which is, uh, I'm not going in there after him, coming out looking like you, cactus butt. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Cactus Whoopi butt. Goldberg is a national treasure. She is. Now, that, right, that was one of the most serious parts of the movie, right? He's running away. Mm-hmm. He's, cactus he's, butt, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cactus butt. We got the we got the That's the one liner. We got the dramatic music. He's running Tag away. Line of the movie. These hyenas are chasing him. Mm-hmm. We're all still emotionally upset from Mufasa being dead. My kid's like, "Ooh, wee!" <laughs> yeah. And then and then he's just walking through the desert. He's half dead, dehydrated, starving, and then vultures are coming down to an alive. Yeah, vultures are getting uncomfortably close, mm-hmm. even uh, though he's still alive. Yeah, even though he's still alive, they're they're they're, they're feeling like I could, I could probably take him at this point. Um, and then bowling for buzzards, we get Timon and Pumbaa just come a running. The second stars of this movie. See, yes, I, I would I argue they're the first stars of this who, movie. So, who would you consider the comic relief, Timon and Pumbaa or the hyenas? Uh, Timon and Pumbaa. Timon and Pumbaa. Uh, the hyenas are, yeah. are are a, a uh, tension relief. Yeah, they're the, they're the they're the the stereotypical like guy. like uh, the the dumb henchman. Yes, there you go. The dumb henchman. Even though they have a dumb henchman in the dumb henchman, that takes time yes. to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, Timon and Puma decide to show Simba the um, that they are outcasts themselves, and it's a meerkat and a warthog because they are natural allies. Our um, first uh, introduction to a meerkat. Most people from Louisiana and America, you don't really see meerkats around here. No, no, I didn't I, know what a meerkat. Was. I I saw them in high school at the what's the zoo we have in 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 Florida, Bush Gardens or something like yeah. that. Yeah, sure. Uh, they had a, a, a meerkats, and I was like, holy. Sh- Timon is a real thing. That's not something that was made up. It's not like a Pokemon. <laughs> it is. It is. A, it, wow. Okay. So this is where the suspension of disbelief kind of makes it even less believable. Why have, would a lion hang out with a meerkat and a warthog for this long? Yes. Okay. Yeah, not, ju- not just that, right? He becomes as strong as a lion who hunts in a pack. Yes. Eating nothing but bugs. Yes. Over the course of how long? At least, Several years. At least four years. Really? Is that how long it takes uh, an adolescent lion to reach, like, I guess, I'm, I'm guessing adulthood? So. I don't know. I don't know the biology of lions. All I know is it. It they had to walk across the whole log. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's like, a long however long, long that takes. I mean, obviously, he <laughs> went from being a kid to, like, a teenager to an adult. It's a long-ass log. <laughs> <laughs> you think he was just walking for that entire four the years? The whole time. Yeah, depending on what bugs they were eating as well. I mean, you know, weird Hakuna DMT Matata. bugs. We where got, they go in we life got Hakuna journeys. Matata, the song. a song, the song, so revered by children that it was shown in Toy Story as a song that being listened to by children. Yes, yeah. just the next year. Yes, Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Yeah, ain't no passing phrase. It means no worries for the rest of your days. I mean, that's that's the mantra of children. That's what it should be. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm sorry. I, I was just imagining what it would be like I would, to uh, lift up a log and slurp down a big grub. 
That yep. thing looked like I'm not gonna lie. As a kid watching them eat those bugs, they made the bugs look pretty appetizing. They not did. me. I was uh, I was grossed out by that scene. Nah, like, they made them look like gu- uh, gummies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it, it was, it looked like they were just eating crunchy candy that would move around under your teeth if you couldn't chomp it fast enough. Oh yes, the 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 greatness of this movie is interrupted by fart jokes because yeah! you have to have fart jokes. There's one fart joke and it got cut. <laughs> Not in front of the kids. Not in front of the kids. I thought that was brilliant. I thought I that was probably a lot of kids' first introduction to the idea of breaking the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really. Uh, Perfect timing, and they only did it once. They did it once. They they had to do it once. That's one of that's one of the good things about this movie. Everything that they did that was might have been seen as that that could have been used again and again and again. They used it only once, and each t- and it meant something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? Dress in drag and do the hula? Yeah. Wow! If you're hungry for a piece of fat and juicy meat, even what a goober because he is a treat. Always looking fine. Guys doing fine. All you have to do is get in line. Ah, you're eggin' yup 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 for some bacon. Yup yup yup. He's a big big yup yup. You could be a big big too. Oi! Ah! <laughs> uh, so after insulting Mufasa unintentionally, Timon and Pumbaa with the uh, wait, you mean Simba? Simba. He goes off on a sulk. Me. And starts rent into the sky. And his rant is somehow picked up by Rafiki because I guess they had good. No, he he uh, sends the word "sex" in the air with S- debris. S-F-X. 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 Yeah, sex. Sex. Yeah, that's what we put. Just how lions effects. pronounce sex. How many of you people are sexually active? <laughs> and I don't pay my other lions for sex. <laughs> you said you'd always be there for me, but you're not. And then you hear the like, that's like the that's that, that's like the the biggest whine since like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll put it up there. I, Simba has a very similar journey to Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I, because at dad. some point James Earl Jones says, <laughs> "You are my son." Yeah, I actually it was way earlier in the Lion King. In fact, it was probably in a scene that we weren't shown. We had to wait until Luke Skywalker was like what twenty three before we got that scene. Yeah, Simba got it right off the bat. Yeah, which is why uh, Simba didn't like you know lion, try and lion get years. his hand chopped off. Lion years are different. Lion, lion the lion force off. is really uh, m- more of a guideline. Yeah. So after all this has gone down, for some reason Nala shows up because I guess. They're hungry because yeah. Nala shows up because they've had to search further and further out to find food because uh, the way Scar has been running his kingdom of lions, uh, all the animals got the f- out. He didn't respect the circle of life or whatever. Yeah, I you think know? that they overhunted in order to feed all of the hyenas that he has uh, uh, allied yeah, himself yeah, yeah. with. Yeah, and because they weren't willing to do the hunting, all the lionesses yeah. have to do the mm-hmm. hunting. Sarabi. Where is your hunting party? Okay. <laughs> one of us at this table has seen this movie more than the other ones, and I think we know who. Yeah, that VHS tape didn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so after being grossed out of the fact that they might they might be betrothed to be married, Simba and Nala fall in love. Their hormones activate. Yeah, yeah she totally gives him f- me eyes. Yeah, and they have a sex and, scene. And vicariously, all the children watching this movie get f- me eyes from a lion. <laughs> While being serenaded by Elton John. Yeah. Uh, can you feel the love tonight? Can you feel the it's love It's a tonight? great song. It is. Uh, it is where we are. 
It was written by Elton John, right? Yes, it was. And on the soundtrack, uh, you get the Elton John version, which was released as a single on the radio along with his version of Circle of Life. Right. But do you know, I've told you this before in the past, uh, originally in the movie, Timon and Pumbaa were going to sing the whole, came, song. The whole song. Instead of just the intro and the outro. Correct. Um, and then Elton John got wind of this and said, no the f*** they aren't. No. Do you know who the f*** I am? Yes. I look like somebody's elderly Had he been knighted? By 94, uh, sir. Elton. I'll figure that out. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Tell, so Maybe. tell me, Elton John, let the song, let's talk about it. Elton John, songwriter, piano player, extraordinaire. Yeah. Uh, wrote two fantastic, two that I know of, fantastic songs for The Lion King. I don't th- I'm not sure if he wrote any other songs for The Lion King. Um, he really uh, he really enjoyed Can You Feel the Lug Night, thought it was a great song, yep. uh, and then was told that he had to give up vocals to two animals. Yeah, but they end up using a female vocalist in the movie, do they not? Can you feel? I don't know who that is, and I don't care. Elton John was knighted in 1998. Ah, so it was probably Sally Drowski who was the female Nala. Okay, that makes sense. Sure, because they have her credited as Nala's adult singing voice, and she doesn't sing. Yeah, other than that song. Other than that song, that's the only female voice singing. So, so so Nala is singing that song to me. Okay. Um, <laughs> so after after they get it on in the in the bushes, after being watched by a warthog and uh, meerkat, Th- then cry, then yeah. cry, then have a big argument because you know she's gonna eat me. Yeah, that that and <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite line in the movie is when he is just looking out, terrified <laughs> that his ass is about to get chomped off because there is a lion coming right at him. And see, that's the problem. He's been living on bugs. She's been hunting like animals twice the size of him, and he manages to put her down. Mm-hmm. Right. And they only realize it's each other because they do that move that they did at the beginning Pinge of the movie. again. And they kind of, whoa, it's you. Like, Yeah. Surely um, you could remember how they how each other Yeah, smelled. you don't remember that secret handshake we used to have? <laughs> hey, uh, sorry to bring this back up, but uh, something that the uh, remake, uh, I have a problem with. One of the reasons why I don't want okay. to see it. Okay. Okay. So this scene is, you're supposed to recognize Nala because she does that same move, right? Signature. Yeah. Right, yeah. and you're like, oh, it's Nala. Oh, yeah. It kind of. It, you, you know what you can't do with a live action lion? Make it do a cartwheel? Differentiate it from another fucking lion. <laughs> oh, shit. Not even <laughs> a male and female? They all look the same. They didn't give I Simba mean, a mane? Obviously, male and female lions look the same, but like the lionesses, when they're standing in a row, you're like, which one is Simba's mom? Unless she's talking, you have no fucking idea who any character is. But I had the same issue in the cartoon. There, All the are, female lines look the same in the cartoon as well. Um, there's one dead center of the frame that you're supposed to be looking at at all times. Yeah, but that's the, the, that's how fucking cinema works. But they did the same thing in the live action, I'm sure as well. Um, no, because it's just like it's the two shot, and one line is doesn't look any different from the other line, and they're not doing any motions that would differentiate and make them stand out. The reason why you know who Simba's mom is in this one is because when they call her Ford, she's the one who's holding her head high and walking proud and stuff like that. You know who you're supposed to be looking at. And the fucking remake is like, you can't do that with real animals! They don't take direction! You can put your personality on something animated, you can't put something on, you know, on on, on, on an animal. Is I guess what you're saying. Yes. Yes. After Rafiki finally comes in and convinces Simba that he is who he is and shows him a picture, a, a picture, a reflection of Mufasa in, mm-hmm. in the water. And I, smacks him on the head a couple times. Teaches him to you. learn from his mistakes. Yes. 
he decides that he's going to take off running and challenge Scar to become the Lion King. This is uh, after he sees his dad in the clouds, though. Yeah, it's we, the, we didn't did did we cover that? No, that's uh, we're about to cover that because that's. Oh, what okay. Happened. Is that uh, after he after he runs off? Is when he just before he runs off? Ah, okay. Him, him, he sees his dad, then Rafiki, then runs off. I think that's the order. Uh, no, he sees Rafiki, and then he f***s around with Rafiki for a minute, and then he that's when he, he uh, Rafiki takes him to the water's edge, yeah. and he says, uh, look there, is your father, and I'll show him to you, you know. And then uh, he says, that's just my reflection, you stupid monkey, and he whacks him again, and he goes, no, look out. And then he looks, and then he sees like the, the water like kind of starts making ripples, and then he sees his dad, and he goes, your father lives in you. And then the clouds start rolling in, and then you see a lion's face, and it goes, Simba. This is CNN. Yeah. Luke, I am your father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the clouds start rolling away, and Simba is running after him, going, no, Dad, don't leave me. And then Rafiki's like, well, what was that? <laughs> the wind's very peculiar. <laughs> <laughs> and so Simba takes off. And runs back to Pride Rock because he knows which direction it is. Because yeah, we get that slow motion run. Mm-hmm. The Lion King one and a half. If I don't know if you've ever seen that. I've seen not. it. No. They they they, <laughs> they do the same. Which, it should be called. It should be called Lion King point five zero. Yeah, because it's it it's a somewhat of a prequel, but also runs alongside yeah. the Lion King. So like, there's it shows the other shit that's going on while the Lion King is happening. You mean all the interesting. <laughs> That we didn't want to know from, from the Lion King? Yeah, from, from okay, Timon cool. and Pumbaa's point I just of view. love that Timon's mom... No, that, I thought that was Lion King 2 and a half. No, no 2. Half. 2 is Simba's pride, and that has to do with... That's a direct sequel. Yeah, and then uh, this has to do with uh, basically Timon finding everything. Yeah, and, it's, it's about Timon, and his mom is voiced by Marge Simpson. Yes. Ju- uh, Julie Kavner. Yes. yes. And oh, Timon! <laughs> and she's only got one voice. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the same thing with uh, 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 Yardley Smith. Yeah, she, she can, can only just she can only do Lisa. I can't do a Lisa. And like Nancy Kerr, I can do everyone. Yeah, but you know, um, yeah. Dan Castellina, so, Castellinetta, Castellinetta doing the Robin genie. Williams, and he used to just shut the fuck up yeah. about it. <laughs> Like, it's not as you good, dude. You sound bitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the return of Jafar, not as good, man. Like, you yeah, do a good yeah. Homer Simpson, he, but stay the f*** away from Disney, man. It's okay. No one's asking Robin Williams to do a Homer Simpson. Yeah. Uh, no. Partially because he is... No but we this. did get Robin Williams to come back in Aladdin 3, The King of Thieves. Yep. Yeah. And I'm voice sure, the genie again. I'm sure he got paid a cool sum of <laughs> yeah. money for that one. Yeah. Dan Castellaneta, I think, also voiced genie in the Aladdin TV show that was Yes, yes he was. Yes, he did. But the reason I bring up uh, Lion King One and a Half is that 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 beautiful shot you see of Simba running across the desert, mm-hmm. right, trying to get back. They did that in Lion King One and a Half, but it was uh, Pumbaa that they used instead. <laughs> <laughs> this majestic shot. Yeah. The, li- the Lion King One and a Half, I think, is worth watching. Two, yeah. This Lion King Two, I, I don't really care about it. it. Ah. It's it's ca- but one and a half is funny because there's a lot of inside shit that they cover from the first movie and and they know that it's they know what they're doing they're not trying to make the Lion King they're trying to make a behind the scenes it's of a the companion Lion King. Yeah. it's a companion to the Lion King they know it's a movie they know you know um so he runs back and he challenges Scar and everybody's like he's there he's alive and they all think it's Mufasa they all think it's Mufasa at first even though he 
Because nobody clearly ever, looks different uh, from Mufasa. Well, I mean, it's an adult lion, as you just spent a lot of time <laughs> making. No, a live-action lion looks the same as any other live-action lion. I'm telling you that these animated lions do have facial differences that I can point them out in a lineup. Okay, True. but the last memory everyone has of Simba is a tiny cub. They have no idea what adult Simba looks like because they think... Simba is dead, that he died in the stampede because that's what they were told. Uh-huh. So they are meeting adult Simba and thinking, this is some adult lion we've never met before. Mufasa? And all we can assume is that he looks kind of like Mufasa. Even though it's been four years and Mufasa would have aged. This sounds like the type of people who say they've seen Tupac in the wild mm-hmm. and it looks like Tupac the same age as the day before he died. It's like, dude, it's been 25 f-ing years. He would have aged. What the f- is wrong with you? Also, they're lions. Also, oh, I mean, Tupac. Tupac was a lion. No, that's T- Snoop. Snoop Dogg was a lion. T- T- no, Snoop was a dog. We've said it before, and we'll say it again. Tupac is alive and well in the Bahamas, working at a Burger King somewhere. Yeah, everyone knows that. With He's El- managing it now. Okay. With, with Elvis as the regional salesperson, he's a oh, sleazy guy. <laughs> so. Uh. Simba wants to go take back Pride Rock. But first, he causes a distraction, as we've already discussed earlier, with Timon and Pumbaa decided to... Uh, song and dance it away. Song and dance and mm-hmm. dress and drag and do the hula. Look, theater boys only know one way, and that's to theater boy their way out of a situation. Nathan Lane. Mm-hmm. A now, good song and dance man knows yeah, right? knows his time. One of my favorite parts of the movie is Zazu screaming, let me out, and Timon screaming, let me in, as they come in. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and then like the that. Mr. Pig moment, where he decides... They call me... Mr. Pig, that was that was something my daughter used to do. Uh, also, we'd say, we'd say we'd ask if she's talking to us, and then she'd take off running and screaming, "Mr. Pig!" It's beautiful. Um, that is a reference to a Sydney Portier movie in the heat of the night. Yes, and Scarface. kids don't fucking understand that reference. Who no, is it's for that adults? For? It's, it's, it's for adults. For the parents. The parents. You're making Hamlet with lions. I think it's an adult enough. No, you gotta throw. You gotta throw. A, We're a gonna Mr. do some Pig. Kojak references next. I mean, we've we've already hit, look. We've already had a lion sex scene. Yeah, there's got to be a few things in there for the growners just to keep keep their attention. How because, come we didn't get the Tapone and Pumbaa se- sex scene? Well, here's the thing, right? Uh, it's the Lion King three and a half. It's it's ninety minutes long, right? All the kids have probably either fallen asleep or the pants by the forty fifth minute and have checked out. So from right. that point on, you notice the jokes get more adult and it's more adult sure, content. Sure. So it's like, okay, you've still got to sit here. Let's give you some material so that you don't walk out. What do you think the break of this movie is? Uh, for a kid, think about it. For a kid, what's the part in this movie that like this is where parents can go take a pee break? For me, it was always like right around the time Timon and Puma got introduced. Yeah. Well, no, you can't go take a break right before Kuna Matata. Like, I, well, I mean, if, it, like right when the 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 cactus butt thing happens, and they're like, "Yeah, run off or we'll kill you." And then like scars, like you know, it is with a heavy heart that I, ah, okay. you know, That's and, a then, good spot. and then usher in a new time of lion and hyena. Like, dude, no one cares about your politics, man. The, the moment adult Nala shows up, I'm like, I'm done. Don't yeah. care. <laughs> I'm gonna go pee. Sorry. I'd rather watch the Rafiki bit uh, with him seeing his dad than uh, watch Hakuna Matata. This is where we live. This <laughs> is like a Bob Ross painting. <laughs> <laughs> and Simba was a happy little accent. All of his way, your rump breasts. Yes. So, <laughs> so after, after all the theatrical stuff is done, it comes down to Simba and Scar. Yeah, Scar's like really... Uh, Laying it on like he's not the bad guy in this situation. Simba, Simba, look, it's so great to have you back, but the problem is, see, they, pointing at hyenas, think I'm king. 
Well, you're not. Shut up. And then you're Sarah, my chair. Oh, and then Nala's like, well, we don't. And then she starts walking up with all the lionesses. And then he's like, leave Scar and never come back. And he's like, oh, uh, 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 biding his time. And then just fucking launches out. And he's like, all right, we're going to fight to the death. And, and he, Pride Rock gets struck by lightning and set on fire. Because yeah. what makes something more penultimate? Fire. fire. And not fight ju- the fire. Not just the fire. He burns him alive. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He just does this. He 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 does the same thing that the scar did to his dad. And also, not not not, not completely. Uh, right. Not <laughs> completely. It's the, the it's so. First of all, Scar really tries to make Simba feel bad. Yeah. Like, uh, he tries to manipulate him again. He tries to make him feel like he is responsible for his own father's death, and he admits it. Yeah. And then uh, after a Simba. while, he's he, Simba's like, wait a minute. That's not what happened. Yeah. You killed my dad. Yeah. Wait. Critical thinking uh, is magically appears. And yeah. I, well, I, well, after oh. he manipulates, after he manipulates, oh Simba, you're in trouble again. Only this time, Daddy's not here to save you. Yeah. Here's I, my little secrets. I killed Mufasa. <laughs> no! Murder! Uh. <laughs> uh. So yeah, they're cool fight. Is is awesome because uh, they actually tracked how lions would fight in the wild. Yeah. Yep, it, it doesn't turn into like a kangaroo boxing match between lions. I yeah. really appreciate it. It's that. a lot of pulling. They of don't pull out swords like in Robin Hood, right? Uh, and bows and yeah. It, it, it's, At that it's, point, Simba pulls out a sword. The animators showed a lot of restraint. Uh, in making this cartoon, and I can very much appreciate that because it very quickly could have turned into a Robin Hood or a Jungle Book where this bear has a little boy bouncing on his belly and he's walking through the forest and and bear necessities and Bill Murray and gotta gotta do. I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, let that soak in. There you go. So, so... Scar, Scar dies. So Scar so, dies. Okay, that's what I was getting at. So Scar and Simba have their little tussle match. Scar ends up getting knocked off the cliff the same way that Mufasa did. But survived. And he survives, and he falls to the bottom of the pit. But there's no way out, and it's on fire. It's on fire, and he's surrounded by hungry hyenas who I, have just been sold downriver by him not moments earlier. It, it wasn't yeah. me. It was the hyenas. Yeah. They did all this. Yeah, so he he doesn't burn alive. He gets mauled to death by yeah. hyenas yeah, you're right. and then burned. You're right. Uh, and about that time, uh, the rains come and wash out the fire. Yeah, um, the stench of Sodom yeah, is washing it, it's, away. It's, it's going to take a lot to drag me away from you, and there's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do, but I bless the rains down in Africa. <laughs> Thus completing our Toto circle. Yes. And then all of a sudden, everything is happy, happy again. Yeah. Simba and Nala have Not a quite. Girl. Not quite. Simba still has to take his place. Ah, yes. Which is the most important part of the movie, is he has to like basically own it and say, all right, somebody's got to clean all this shit up, and I don't want it to be me, but oh, well. one, I'm the guy who is inheriting all this shit, and two... Somebody needs to step up, and I know how to do it. So he takes Pride Rock and finally gives his big lion roar that he's been practicing the whole movie. Uh, and then they're like, all right, well, I guess he's the king because he screams the loudest. And uh, then you have a repeat of the opening scene. Yep. Yep. They have a little child who is immediately thrown off a cliff by Rafiki. Yeah. <laughs> because as it turns out in the sequel, isn't she a girl? Yeah. Yes. Oh. 
How's get, she gonna be king if she's a girl? You get Simba's pride because oh, you know care. pride. Never watch it. Ever. And Lion King Two is yeah. <laughs> it's you know that. I would have actually had a lot more respect for Simba if he had like restored order and then went. Look, guys, y'all don't need me to be king. I I I, I had a life. Where I'm hanging out with my two buddies, where we eat bugs and just like live an Akuna Matata lifestyle. But with it's, great it's, power comes great responsibility. He, what power? He he's no more powerful he's than any other lion. Is he the only fucking male around? Did you see any others? I guess not. It's 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 the equivalent of the uh, you know of the uh, of the kid coming back. Male the, lions. The, the, the stoner kid coming back, fixing everything, and going. Wait, I'm in charge? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. I mean, well, in, in lion culture, the male lions are often chased out of the pride. Yeah. Okay. Like once there's an alpha is established, there might be a one or two betas, but all the other male lions are chased the f- out of the pride. All right. And they set their own pride. Yeah. Well, what the I would jack. what I would have liked is. to have seen is something that I got in a show called Adventure Time. Okay. Do you remember the character of Lemon Hope? Lemon Hope? Yeah. No. Lemon Hope was uh, a a kid of uh, what was his name? What was the lemon guy who yelled? Lemon at? Grab. Lemon Grab. Lemon Grab had a little sun creature named Lemon Hope, and uh, he got liberated from the Lemon Castle, where Lemon the two Lemon Grabs were ruling tyrannically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, he liberated all the Lemon people from their rule, and they looked to him and said, "Oh, now you you'll rule over us." And he was like, "Like, no, I don't want to do that. I came back here to save you from being ruled. You don't need me to rule you." At all, and then he goes home and goes to bed, and that's his so thing. He doesn't. He doesn't become a ruler. I would have liked to have seen Simba go. You don't need a master. Go it. So you wanted him to do life of Brian? It yes. <laughs> Just abdicate. You are all individuals. You don't need a messiah. You don't need anybody. Tell us! Tell us! <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I wanted a Life of Brian moment. I wanted him to renounce his... Um, Royalty. Yeah, I wanted him to do that. You wanted him to Prince Harriet. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> That's why I like that Prince Harry guy. And not because he married that smoking hot... <laughs> what's her name? Well, and that is our journey through the Lion King. I think who ended up being charged was Sir Elton John. Yeah, oh yeah. It's Sir Elton John is now the King of England. Yeah. Everybody he should that. be. Well, you know. He should be. He's the king of Pride Rock. He's the king mm-hmm. of Pride Rock. Because when you think Lion King, you think, you think Elton, Elton fucking John. I actually did. think uh, James Earl Jones. Really? Or Nathan Lane more S- so. Wow. So, okay. so we mentioned Celebrity Deathmatch earlier. So if they brought that back, James Earl Jones versus Elton John mm. for who is Lion King. Oh. For, for for who oh. is the actual Lion King. <laughs> uh, well, there's, given there's... James Earl Jones's age, I'm going to say Elton John takes this just Elton because John's no spring chicken. <laughs> I know, but like uh, James Earl Jones is like ninety. Yeah, but I bet James Earl Jones has had a fight or two in his life. Did you ever see the movie uh, Bingo Long and the Traveling Baseball All Stars? No, it's got James Earl Jones in it. It's a cool baseball movie starring. Uh, the only baseball movie I've seen with James Earl Jones is The Sandlot. Yeah, I, I was gonna say Field of Dreams, but The Sandlot too. Is he in Field of Dreams? Yes! He's one I've, of the main characters! I've never seen Field of Dreams. It's a great movie. Sorry, Kevin Costner doesn't do it for me. What was I getting at? Oh, yeah. James Earl Jones. <laughs> Some movie. Baseball movie. About. Bingo yeah. Long and the Traveling Baseball All Stars stars Billy D. Williams, James Earl Jones, and Richard Pryor. It is a great movie. I strongly suggest everyone watch it. Okay. I'll go into it. So, we're done with the movie part of it, right? Mm-hmm. And there's something you mentioned earlier that I wanted to bring back up. Uh, uh, did you know that Lions 
are more scavengers than hyenas. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you live out in the fucking savanna, it's just kind of like, I like to think of it less as being scavenger and being more opportunistic. Yeah. Yeah, it works smarter, not harder. Yeah, because, like, uh, well, I don't know what the word is. The people the people that study animals, they were f***ed off when this movie came out because they displayed hyenas as these scavengers and low intelligence and, like, no mother Hyenas are smarter, stronger, and have a you know a, a, a more close knit society than lions. Yeah, they're and there. They have well, just like in Jurassic Park, the same thing with, the, with the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, you know they, they they we want the Tyrannosaurus to be this mighty hunter, and he's not. He was he's a scavenger, scavenger. right? Yeah. And uh, Velociraptors were about the size of chickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that, and then there's um, they want kids movie, sexual harassment subplot. What was JTT doing? <laughs> well, he uh, he spent... No, no, no. I'm not going to oh, go God. there. <laughs> but they wanted Skur to um, to basically try and seduce Nala. And when she said no, he exiled her from the Pride. That was going to be in the movie. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. No. Oh, there was going to be a moment where Scar decided to like take Nala? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then when, uh, she, pass? when she fought back, he kicked her out. Pass. Okay. Yeah. Pass? Yeah, Disney movie doesn't need that. No, mm. well, even though they just did that with Aladdin a year before. Well, that's that's the other thing too, right? You 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 mentioned it how you should have ended the how they should have ended the film. This movie got a lot of criticism because they wanted to keep like they they thought it was fascist. The idea. What? That, I mean, it definitely shows fascism. Yeah. Yeah. No, but the idea that only the ruling class rule and only the strongest rule. Yeah. Well, it's the 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 whole premise is it's the circle of life. Yeah. You know, like. From from the 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 deer Crawling that eat the grass ant. to the yeah. antelope, yeah, like yeah, circle. And I, my only take with the ending, and I hated it from the first time I saw it in theater, is like you get this big circle of life, bookend, and then it finally builds, and then it goes, boom, and it says, the Lion King, and I'm like, no, 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 it should say, the end. The end. <laughs> And that has bothered me to this day, and I finally have an outlet to talk about it. Um, <laughs> you say the Lion King at the beginning, and at the end you say the end. So you were just sitting in that theater waiting for the movie to yeah, restart. Yeah, like I watched all the credits. <laughs> all the Elton John songs. So do you not leave theaters unless a big title card comes on that says the end? The end. I've been sitting in movie theaters for six years. <laughs> I look, like I know all the custodians. <laughs> They're like, dude, you gotta go. I haven't seen the end of the movie yet. Is it over? Is it over? Well, the lights are on, so we have to get the next party in here. Can you please like leave? The, like they have to go like turn the projection back on and like write on a dry erase thing, just like the end. No, see, they, they have to walk it through like a woman in a bikini, like holding up the end. She walks across the front. She looks like a fight card, like yeah. uh, like She's round like fight card girl. Yeah. Go. Uh. The, and except it says the Lion King, and I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so John, we have, we have, we apologize. We have taken this completely away no. from you. So you rein it back in and take us across the finish line if you can. <laughs> that really is 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 everything. I mean, aside from we've we've gone through the soundtrack because it's fantastic. Um, I say it's a ten out of ten movie. Okay, because you've got a soundtrack. You start with the Circle of Life. Yep, great song. Whether it's the Elton John version or the the theatrical version. Yep. Um, you get uh, track two, which is uh, uh just can't wait to be king, yep. which is a banger. It is a banger. Uh, you get uh, uh, be prepared, terrifying song. Yep. You get uh, can you feel the love tonight? You get Hakuna Matata. Yep. 
you get the little fun little uh oimoe 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 and that was that was that was a fun little bit they did well they used traditional african uh traditional african uh composition and instruments right yes elton from- john's very african yes <laughs> <laughs> he made the sacrifice <laughs> simple word yeah <laughs> Bitch is back. More like bitch never left. <laughs> I believe in love. And I can't explain. <laughs> That's the line. Is this where you, is this where you, the- is this where you plug? <laughs> this is where we plug. Uh... <laughs> John, if you had to give this movie a rating, what would you give it? <laughs> the movie, John. <laughs> Just like dentists. Four out of five Hakuna Matatas. <laughs> 17 stink beetles is out it, of 17. Is Hakuna Matata like African? Is yes. it Swahili? Yes. yes. So the Swahili yes. was the language that they used. Yes. It does if lions mean no were gonna speak, If lions were going to speak English, they would speak Swahili. What <laughs> <laughs> was that? I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know, hey, I just want to point out, you know, Simba. You point him out. I can't. They all look the same. <laughs> no, Simba. Uh, the name Simba actually means lion. Well, that was lazy. <laughs> Do you know what Mufasa stands for? <laughs> lion. No. It also stands for lion. It stands the for... Africans have 40 different words for lion. <laughs> all, a different, all must be said at different inflections to indicate the level of danger. Simba. If you're Simba. at the, Mufasa Simba. is the James Earl Jones level of lion. <laughs> Simba, Mufasa, Simba, Mufasa. Scar. Scar. You mean Jeff? Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Scar's name was probably Mufasa, and then Jeff, who was the bigger lion, voiced by James Earl Jones, was like, I like that name better. <laughs> now you're Scar, and I'm Mufasa. I get kids, and you don't. You that, get hyenas. Wait, if that dumb, if that Elton John movie has taught me anything, that's how Elton John got his name. He just stole the name Elton from one of his bandmates. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm about to call myself Elton. Wait, Elton's my name. Yeah. You're Reg now. <laughs> you, you're, I was Jeff John. Now I'm Elton John. You're Jeff whatever the f*** your last name is. Mate, I don't know what accent I'm doing. It's a movie. <laughs> The Lion King. The Lion King. The, El Rey Leon. The end. The end. <laughs> the Lion King. <sighs> yep. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what to do next. So that's the okay. That's the Lion King. Take us. Take us out, John. <laughs> so that's that's what we've got with the Lion King, guys. Do you have anything going on? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Watch Bad Movies. You can follow me on Twitter at the Dexter Duran, and you can listen to our podcast called Super, Super Weird, Weird. Uh, a quest for the absurd in children's television. Yep, and it is very, very good. Thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. We we have we have we have thoroughly enjoyed this. this. I think this is the first podcast I've done with three people. Yes, I was terrified because I know we we all we're all pretty good at carrying a conversation, yeah. and I was I was worried that that we were going to talk over each other. And there was a little of that, but I think I think it worked out nicely. We did, we did a good job. Yep. Just, okay, so I'm going to do my best to try and get over these cables. Right. I'll well, be back here in a couple of minutes, guys. If you have anything. So next week's show, we are...
have Sarah back to rank Oasis' first 50 songs. Here you go. <laughs> My daughter loves your podcast, John. My sincere thank you to Ben Tyne and Dexter Duran for possibly one of the most fun recording sessions I've ever had as a human being. Um, yeah, it was it was a hoot. It was a hoot. Uh, I learned a lot of things, and uh, it was it was it was great to be a part of. If you guys uh, want to follow Ben, he's at Watch Bad Movies on Twitter, and Dexter is at the Dexter Duran on Twitter. And of course, if you want to listen to their podcast, they have a fantastic podcast called Super Weird: A Quest for the Absurd in Children's Television, where they look at the quirks and insides and outside of um, children's animation from basically what they grew up with. Uh, they're currently tackling the Pokemon anime right now, and they've tackled Superbook, which uh, is is a trip in itself. If you guys want to go ahead and listen, go check them out on all good podcast sites, and of course, check out their Facebook page at Super Weird. Uh, coming up for us, uh, we're still plugging away and getting uh, ready to do Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, because that's dropping on Tuesday, October 6th, and of course, we have our charity live stream for November. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you more information in two weeks' time, telling you what we are doing what the point of the live stream is and so on and so forth and that really is it for this week's episode uh during my life in fit you probably hear dexter mention that next week's episode is going to be sarah coming here and we're going to be ranking oasis first 50 songs and that's probably going to be the it for the uh, oasis material on this podcast only taking seven seasons for, for me to finally get it out of our system but uh this one is going to be uh we're going to kind of do this for every band we speak about songs in the 90s just kind of put them on a pedestal and put them in order so we're going to go ahead and rank it uh it is a controversial episode and i'm not just saying that for clicks too it is going to be very very controversial because there are some songs you'd expect to be higher than others and there are some songs you expect to be lower than others and there's one song in particular that is going to be the bane of my existence and direct all your hate mail to someone else so that's it guys if you're on facebook twitter tumblr or instagram check out because maybe network go to bit.ly slash bm network youtube that's where you find our youtube channel if you want to go ahead and listen to our podcast there listen to our podcast samples and our video games and of course we are on apple spotify podbean iHeartRadio, radio stitch radio and tune in if this is not where you regularly listen to podcasts And that is it. I will see you guys next episode and beyond. See you soon, guys. My daughter loves your podcast, John. <laughs> <laughs>